Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Thursday, February the 24th. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of St. Paul's second letter to Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. Second Timothy, chapter 2, verses 8 through 15. This morning, once again, we see that the gathering storms of human nature, of the way of the world, and really the great drama between good and evil, the conflict between the will of Almighty God and that of the evil one being played out before us on the great stage of human history and a revelation of human nature. And of course, we are confronted with the war situation that is present in the Ukraine, but also affects the world in general. Certainly our own country, the United States, as well as Europe and the world itself is once again facing not merely the storm clouds, but the fact that those clouds are thick and deep over us at this very moment. And we're all familiar, I believe, with the idea that everything old is new again. We hear on television over and over again how we're watching history unfold before us, that something new is taking place, that somehow the situation in uh, the Ukraine with uh, Russia is once again something new because we are looking at it through the prism of earthly time, that this is first great invasion and land war since really World War II and the alignment of nations and of boundaries that took place after the Second World War. Well, human history, from the time that Adam and Eve were in the garden, their banishment, and throughout human history, this particular drama has been taking place time and time again. Such is human nature, and such is human history. This is, new, this is not new. This is a permanent fixture, this side of the kingdom of God, until the Lord comes again. Now, this is not uh, a picture of fatalism, of hopelessness and despair, but what it is is really a time of tremendous prayer. And I realize, I'm sure you do as well, that the world rolls its eyes and easily dismisses all such talk as we listen to experts, analysts, uh, people in government uh, on both sides of this conflict, of this war, of this invasion, of this evil taking place talking in geopolitical terms, talking in military terms, sanctions, and so on. All of those things are the instruments of the world. 
and granted uh, they are necessary things, but we have to realize that they have tremendous limitations and tremendous effectiveness uh, is equally matched by their overwhelming ineffectiveness. We always declare that wars and violence, this is the war to end all wars. We remember that. <clears throat> this was the war to make the world safe for democracy. We hear that again. Same things we heard back in the great world wars of one and two. The world safe for democracy. The, world, the war to end all wars. The end of World War I. We had the uh, Paris Peace Conference with, uh, at Versailles. And that was supposed to uh, be the end of these kinds of conflicts, these kinds of wars. And we realized that all it did was lay the seeds for World War II. World War II witnessed the ushering in, not merely of the end of that conflict, that war, but also the beginning of the atomic and nuclear age, an age in which, as Albert Einstein said, everything has changed but our thinking. Everything has changed but our thinking. And we see the tremendous power, not authority, but power that resides in human hands and the frailty of human calculation. One miscalculation, one misstep can plunge the world into quite literally a kind of nuclear exchange and who knows where it goes from there. Are we going to have that dark winter? A winter of our own miscalculations, our own lusting for power, for control. And we see the evil of totalitarianism, the evil of communism, the evil of imperialism, of nationalism, and all of those things that are as old as humankind itself. This is not new. And we look at it and we, are, we can feel powerless. We're simply spectators. We're watching. But our effectiveness in human terms is quite limited. Probably not even existent in human terms. And that's where the people of faith, that is important. It's crucially important. It's ultimately important. Because the great reality, the only really real, that is in control of all of this, is Almighty God. We forget. We forget that this creation belongs to Almighty God. God is the ultimate creator. Yes, we have free will. Yes, we play our part, often tragically and destructively, with a tremendous loss of life, especially among the innocent, the vulnerable, the weak, the young, the very old, the sick, the powerless here on earth. While those in authority and those of influence 
make these decisions. And so what do we do? What, what is our, <laughs> what, what influence can we exert? Our influence comes through our prayer. Yes, prayer to Almighty God, who is the Lord, the King of kings of the heaven and the earth. It's not simply idle spiritual talk. It's not some kind of spiritual pablum or placebo to help us get through all of this. It's not a kind of uh, escape or a kind of denial of reality. What is going on in our world is real. It's real. But it's not ultimately real. Therefore, we as church, we as the people of God, we are called to call on a power greater than anything found on earth. All of the powers and all of the nations, all of the economics, all of the weapons, all of the finances, resources that the human earth can put together doesn't even begin, even begin to approach the power and the presence of Almighty God. You say, well, why does God allow this? Well, I don't know why God allows it. There are those who believe it is a sign of punishment. There are those who believe that God doesn't exist, and so on. It can also be that this is a sign of what happens when God is left out of the equation, when God is removed and not even thought of. But we as people of faith, we have to, we have to bracket all of that and put all of that away and remember that it is the Lord. All time is in the Lord's hands. All creation is the result of God's wisdom. And yes, God allows, God allows, God doesn't cause. God allows this to take place so that we can once again, perhaps, perhaps, however short that is, come to an awareness that we need, we need Almighty God. We need the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to touch the minds and hearts of those in authority and of influence for prudence, for good judgment, for temperance, for wisdom, a wisdom and a prudence and a temperance that is too often lacking. So today, while all of this is unfolding, which is all things in new dress today, we should pause throughout this day and lift our voices our minds and our hearts to Almighty God and beseech God's covenant of peace and of wisdom, of prudence and of good judgment, that God will touch the minds and hearts of those 
who are engaged in the evil of this invasion, of this destruction. That the Lord touch the minds and hearts of those who are resisting, that they do so with courage, moral courage, spiritual courage, and also with a humility that we may be God's vessels, God's, God's faithful vessels of God's holy will, and that in our prayer we can do we truly believe infinitely more than all the weapons and all the sanctions and all of the military force. It is the power of prayer. The power of prayer. And if we as people of faith do not fall on our knees and light our candles and say our rosaries, if we do not offer the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. During this time, who will, if not us? <coughs> Pardon me. If not now, when? So today, let us realize that it is a time of testing, but it's also a time of a call and an invitation. Let us today do our part on behalf of God's holy covenant, God's peace, God's will. For we are not powerless and we are not alone. We are called to be God's vessels. May this day, what is old is new again, and what may be ever old and ever new is our prayer to Almighty God that in this time of testing, God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God bless you.